This is a Thinkers 50 podcast, brought to you in partnership with the Brightline Initiative, bridging the gap between strategy design and delivery. Hello, I'm Des Dearlove, and this is a Thinkers 50 podcast. My guest today is Tendai Vicky, who is the author of two books, The Corporate Startup and The Lean Product Lifecycle. Welcome, Tendai. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Really glad to be here today. Now, you've just written this new report with a colleague of yours. Um, it's called Innovation Made Tangible. Tell us a little bit about the report and what prompted you to, to do this piece of research. Yes, so what's interesting is that like over the last few years, all the research is showing that leaders within large companies and medium-sized companies, just, just established companies in, in general, are all talking about how innovation has become really important for them. It's become even more important than any other aspect of their strategy. Innovate or die seems to be the mantra. Exactly, right. People yeah. are just saying that all the time. And so the question that's interesting for, for us was, to, you know, to what extent are they making this tangible within their organizations? So they, you know, they're talking the talk, but to what extent are they actually walking the walk? Have they built the practices in terms of strategy, management, and, and just the tools and, 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 and kind of principles they need to, to actually bring this to life? And so that's what prompted the research. And this isn't just a one-off piece of research. I, I, if I understand correctly, you're going to revisit this. So we're going to get this is kind of you're taking a baseline, and then we're going to we're going to have almost an index of the innovation that being made tangible. Is that right? Yes. So I'm working in collaboration with 1508, which is a design agency that is based out of Copenhagen, and you know, so we're really interested in helping companies develop their innovation practice and innovation management and innovation strategy, just the whole ecosystem. And so every year we're going to be benchmarking and tracking how companies are actually doing in terms of building their, their, their innovation capabilities. Okay, so you, you talk to practicing managers at different levels. Tell us a little bit about the spread and, and so, you know where these people are drawn from. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's mostly European companies. So we, we, we have a lot of companies from, from, from the continent, some companies from, from, from the UK, a couple of companies from the US, uh, but it's mostly um, Euro- European companies. And we've got the whole spread. So we've got like, you know, C-level executives, we've got like middle management, and we've also got like practitioners that do uh, day-to-day work. So it's a sort of 360-degree uh, view on, on how innovation is doing. It's like a report almost on how innovation is, the state of innovation. Exactly, exactly. And also from like different lenses, right, from, from people that that are leading innovation and people okay. that are actually doing innovation. So, okay. Yeah. So, what are the key findings? What did you find out? So, 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 the findings were partly surprising and partly not surprising. So, the, the surprising finding was that we, we were expecting companies to be scoring much higher when it comes to innovation practice. So, we were expecting companies to be scoring much higher when it comes to lean startup, design thinking, um, that kind of thing. And what we discovered is that even that's not as widespread as, as, as we actually thought. Only 26% of companies are saying they have this implemented within their organizations. So that was surprising. But then uh, what, what we expected to, to find and what we did find is that a lot of companies don't really have strong innovation strategy. So they're just doing innovation without actually developing an innovation strategy. And also they don't have a mechanism for managing innovation that's different from how they manage their core business. Okay. So the three elements to that, if I'm understanding you correctly, you've got, you got your innovation practices, mm-hmm. how you do it on the ground, the tools and techniques. You've got innovation strategy, and then you've got innovation management. Is, exactly. that, is that right? Exactly, okay. yeah. And, and, and what we think is like, you, you need all three elements in order to manage innovation successfully. One of the things people often say is that you have to let a thousand flowers bloom within your organization for innovation to be successful. But we think that actually, that is not really good practice. You want to develop a point of view about where the world is going, and then how the company is going to use innovation to respond, and then use that to inspire the practice 
practice rather than just have like broad practice that just happens everywhere. So this is kind of joined up innovation. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So connected up innovation because every now and again, when an innovation product actually succeeds, they then can't find anyone within the company to support it to scale because it's not on anyone's strategic goals. Okay. And presumably, too, the people, the practitioners down there trying to do the innovation sort of need to know what the strategy is and whether they're moving in the right, you know, whether they're innovating in the right sort of ways and places. Exactly. They need to know that they're working on something that actually matters to the company that they're working for. Okay. Yeah. And so that's why we encourage that to happen. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I was struck by a phrase that you, that you used in the report. You talked about innovation theatre. Right. Tell me, tell me what innovation theatre is, and whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Right. Well, going to the theatre is good, but innovation theatre within large companies is not really good. Innovation theatre is when a large company that adopts innovation practice, if if you want to call it that, but they do it in a manner that's not true to the principles. What they're looking at is the outcomes or the all the beautiful things they see: innovation labs, post-it notes, bean bags, young people in jeans and t-shirts, and they do all of that and they bring all that in so that the company appears to be cool, but none of that is informed by any clear point of view about what to do with innovation. And so as they do the theater, it it, it might look good, you might get a couple of you know, a couple of headlines. You might even win an, an award or two, but eventually there's no impact on the on the on the on the bottom line. Okay. Now the other the other thing that struck me was was this sort of um, call to arms where you, you talk about the need for active innovation leadership. Yes. yes. So how, what what is innovation leadership, and how is it different to the way that companies have been operating, you know, thus far? Yes. So I mean, it's it, it, it's almost an inevitable thing. And I don't know. What, I don't know whether the word distraction is a good word for managing the core business, but it, leaders are distracted by managing the core business. It's day to day. They've got goals. They've got things they have to report to market, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So when it comes to innovation, they tend to kind of pass it on to some other person. They go, "You guys do innovation, and then let us know what happens in the lab, and then we'll make decisions after." And when that happens, we call that like you know half baked mandates. You know, they just like go over there and, and, and do some innovation. But at the same time, these leaders are the same ones that are saying that like it's the most important thing for their companies, right? And so active innovation leadership is really being involved in the day-to-day -day management of innovation rather than just letting it happen somewhere, you know, somewhere far away from you. And it's also really important because if you want to do innovation successfully, it requires some transformation of your culture. Right, to change how people are working day to day, to give people different priorities. So if you're like a middle manager, are you, are you going to work on the thing, on the product that's going to be reported on next month, or are you going to work on something that's going to generate revenue only three years from now, right? That decision is hard to make if you don't know that the executive are going to support you when you make that decision. And so that's why you need to be actively involved as leaders. Rather than coaches that stand on the sideline, it's better to be a captain, like on the field, playing the game with everybody else. And so I think that's the way that, or we think that's the way that, um, you, know, you know, leaders should actually lead. In, do, you, do, you think, do you think there's a reason, I mean, I, I take your point about being distracted and you've got you to keep the wheels turning and all that stuff, but, yeah. but do you think there's a, a fear element as well? Because, you know, it, it means putting, your, putting yourself out there. Um, you know, perhaps, perhaps you don't have the um, innovation capabilities personally. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that is true. There is a fear element. There's also like a time demand element, like all these things are demanding. When you're, when you're managing a, a core business, there is demands on your time and you're having to make choices. But also one of the things that we're also learning is that like as we start to work in kind of contemporary business, the tools around how you manage innovation are just starting to be developed. 
right? The tools that companies have for managing the, their business are traditional tools, you know, ROI, uh, ARR, uh, you know, five-year projections, annual budgeting cycles, and all these things kind of don't work really well for innovation. And so leaders don't really know how to, like, if we say become an active leader, it's like, well, how? Like, mm. I mean, I, I, I always ask for a business plan. So, and then they're given the business plan and, and I make a decision, right? So the question becomes, how do they do that? And there's a whole bunch of principles that they can apply in, in terms of how they manage innovation much more actively. Okay. Yeah. Now, there are four kind of calls, call outs, yeah. if you like, yes. to leaders. Yes. Four, yes. four points that the re report wants to make. And, yes. you know, this is the important bit, I guess. This is, this is yes. the message for yes. um, sort of CEOs and anyone C-suite, really, is that there yes. are these um, f four key points. Yeah. Talk us through the four. Yes. So the four callouts that we have are, are really about active leadership again. And the first one is that they have to lead the transformation. Just like I was saying, is that like if you want to get innovation capabilities within your organization, you have to transform the company, right? So you have to lead the transformation. You, 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 you can't be on the sidelines and expect somebody else to do the transformation work for you because some of these are cultural things that require leaders to be actually in, involved, right? And, and kind of help people make decisions and choices around how the company is going to be run going forward. It almost sounds to me, I mean, there's, there's an element in this of, of actually taking responsibility. Yes. Which I think in the past, you know, you, you had, back in the day, you had your R&D people, and you kind of said, go on, go, go, go innovate. Exactly. And bring me good stuff. Yeah. But we're actually saying that, you know, at this point, you are responsible. That is, you know, you are the chief innovation officer. You know, that, that's your job. Exactly. The CEO is the chief innovation yeah. officer. In yeah. fact, for me, Management 101 now is the ability to manage the core business and managing innovation and, and, and future-facing ideas, right? So okay. these two things are, are, are two things that every CEO has to be able to do and kind of balance within, within their organization. And so call out one is you have to lead the transformation. Yeah. And then of course, the second thing that you need to do when you're leading the transformation is build up the innovation capabilities within your organization. So you need to actually benchmark your company, see what tools you have, what tools you don't have, what practices you need, what management artifacts you need, and then make sure that the company you know, builds these and adopts these and actually um, uses these. So what sort of things are we talking about there? Quick. So one of the things we say, for example, is that like large companies, when they're doing innovation, should manage it the way venture capitalists do, which means you make small bets at the beginning, and then you double down on those on those uh, products that are showing a, a, a progress and traction um, over time. Now, the ability to track progress and show traction over time means that leaders have to be actively involved to see what's showing what you know what's actually showing traction yeah. over time. And so, building those tools and those capabilities is something that leaders have to okay. be able to do. And the third. Call out? And the third call out is they have to go beyond innovation practice. And so what a lot of large companies do, even when they approach people like me, is they're asking us to train their product teams on business model design, how to do experiments, how to do lean startup. But they're not really asking for any help in terms of how they do strategy or how they do innovation management. And so they have to go beyond practice. That's the only way to save yourself from innovation theater. Okay. Is to go beyond. Is to go beyond practice. Which is which sounds a bit like partly just going through the motions, really. We, you know, we're we're doing yeah. we're doing all this stuff that's out of the text, but we're doing agile. We're doing we're doing um, lean startup. We're doing exactly. all that stuff, but but it's got to be yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, at the heart of that is a question. If your teams are doing lean startup and agile, how do you manage? And lead people that use those methodologies to do work. Okay, yeah. which brings us to number four. And then the final one, and this was an interesting one because even in, in, in the survey, the leaders were saying that they embrace failure. And then when we looked at the middle managers and the practitioners, they were saying our leaders don't embrace failure, right? And so if you're gonna be actively involved, you, you have to accept the fact that products fail, 
right? And the, fail the failure of a product should not mean the failure of someone's career. In fact, the failing of a product is something that we should celebrate and, 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 and use as learning. Okay. So, I mean, we've talked about, you know, a willingness to fail, but what, what, what the survey is showing is actually people, people in the C-suite talk about it as if, as if they're, they're okay with it, but actually the people in the middle are thinking, no, they're not. Yeah. No, I mean... If which, is a, which is a very horrible place to be, really, if you're thinking, well, I can't afford to fail because they, they, they may talk the talk, but they, they don't really don't want to hear that I failed. Exactly. No, I mean, talk the talk is what they'll say in public, but when you're doing your one-to-one -one with your boss and, and they're asking you about revenue in the last three months, profits in the last three months, cost-cutting, and all these things, you know you're being measured via a different metric to the one that they're saying that they're going to measure you against, right? And, and, and so... I mean, are there, are there examples, I noticed there's a couple of cases in the report, are there examples of companies that are doing this well or companies at least that are, you know, making strides in this area? In the report, we're featuring uh, uh, CHR Hansen, which uh, 1508 has, has been working with to try and build their innovation ecosystem. We're also featuring the guys from Icano, who are also um, doing this, this work really well. Myself, personally, I've been working with Pearson, where we've developed the product lifecycle, which is a, a, an innovation framework for managing innovation using incremental bets, making sure teams use lean startup practices and design thinking, but it also gives leaders tools to make decisions by asking the right questions at the right time. And so, yeah, you know, the, I've also been helping Unilever with the same thing and, and, and Standard Bank and Air Plus, which is a, a Lufthansa-owned company. So, the, and, and several of my colleagues are helping several other companies. So this is something that's kind of percolating now leaders become more and more concerned about making sure that innovation succeeds. Okay, and hopefully we, we will get to track this. We will be talking to you in a year's... Uh, is it going to be annual? It's an yes, annual? it's yep. going to be an annual report. Okay. So we'll get to track how, how this is developing over, over, over time. Every year we'll have a different theme. So we're trying to figure out what, what the theme will be next year. But yeah, every year we'll have a different theme and we'll be working on okay. this. Okay, which, so, which is good. We'll see if the needle actually moves. The other thing is, finally, you, you have this wonderful phrase that I know you like, which we should talk about being pirates in the Navy. Yes. To, Tell me, tell me how that works. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so th that phrase is inspired by Steve Jobs, right, who said, if you're going to do really cool products or do innovation, you, it's better to be a pirate than to be in the Navy. And in that kind of phrase is the statement that tends to imply that large companies can't do innovation. And so, you know, from our point of view, we think that large companies should be able to do innovation, right? And so for us pirates in the Navy... <laughs> you know, makes much more sense, right? If large companies are going to be able to do innovation, they need to be able to manage pirates within, internally within their, within, their, within their company. And that's what this report is about, really, is how do companies do that. Okay, I look yeah. forward to, to tracking, as I say, to following up for the next few years. Tendai, yeah. thank you very much. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. This is a Thinkers 50 podcast, brought to you in partnership with the Brightline Initiative, bridging the gap between strategy design and delivery.